at your leisure. Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin and I'm joined as always by my brother, co-host, and current douche flute uh, addict, Holden. You don't have to expose me like that. Hello. (laughs) This week we are taking a look at the 2016 film The Nice Guys, but before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? I wouldn't say I'm disappointed to be hyperfixating on this um, because I do enjoy it. Um, I just am incredibly critical of it uh, it being Dragon Ball, specifically Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm a big Dragon Ball abridged fan. Mm-hmm. As um, am I. As am I. In the beginning, it was just like, let's make jokes about the show, and it was kind of crappy. And then it got better. And then it got really good. And then it got really good for the best arc of Dragon Ball. I have a lot of opinions on Dragon Ball that I think are hot takes. So if you're a fucking weeb like me and you like Dragon Ball, get ready for some hot takes. (laughs) Okay. Hot take number one, which honestly I think is a warm take, is that Gohan should have been the main character post Cell Saga. Correct. Now I have a real hot take. Oh, you didn't know more on that? You just, like, just taking well, it and leaving it? I mean, there's not much really to say. Like, the whole point of the battle, like, the whole point of Super Saiyan 2 is that it's it's first achieved by Gohan. So, like, it, it, the whole point is that, like, he's way stronger. Because if you look at, like, Goku and Dragon Ball... And he's around the age of Gohan. Gohan, at I think he's like 12 during the Cell Saga, which is funny because they call him Teen Gohan. Mm-hmm. Um, is like way stronger than Goku was at 18. So like Gohan has a higher power like track than Goku does, which makes sense because like they even say it in like abridged is that Gohan's been keeping up with everyone since he was a little kid. Like he went and fought Frieza. He actually did damage to Frieza as, like, an eight-year-old. Um, and he's the one who kills Cell. But in the Majin arc, you know, Goku is the one who takes care of of it. And I'm not even against, like, Super Saiyan 3. Welcome to Dragon Ball stuff, by the way. <laughs> I'm not even against, like, Super Saiyan 3 and all that nonsense and, like, Goku achieving those forms. But I don't think that he, he shouldn't be the one that is, like taking care of business should be Gohan. Um, so there's that. Uh, also what I have seen of GT is better than super there. I fucking said it. That's your, that's your nuclear take. That's my, that's my hot take. That is my white hot take. Explain, elaborate. I'm interested. I'd like to put a little caveat on this. I've seen about the amount of GT as I have of super. Um, the problem with Dragon Ball Super is the first two arcs suck fat dick. And they shouldn't. Because the first two arcs are just Battle of Gods. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And Resurrection F, which, which is, is also good. awesome. I think it's awesome. Uh, even with the dumb shit. But the problem with those arcs is they're bloated. The animation is not as good. Just watch the fucking movies. Everything after those arcs is like, that feels a little bit better. But then it just becomes, it's Dragon Ball tournaments. Because after Resurrection F Saga, it's the tournament of 
uh, universe six versus universe seven tournament, which is fine. I'm fine with like a, a, a different universe tournament. I actually think that's kind of cool. I do love Beerus. Beerus is a badass character. He's fucking dope. But what I don't like is then they go to another future, another doomed future, which is just boring. Like you've already done like that was Trunks's whole fucking. Also, we already got one that we're living in. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you have another tournament and that's kind of where it ended. And then you have Broly. Like, I think the Dragon Ball Super movies kick ass. Yeah. All three of them. Pretty dope. All three of them fucking kick ass. I like what I've seen. From all of them. I think that they're good Dragon Ball movies. But GT, despite all its faults, has more cool shit and more interesting things going on for it. Where Super is just kind of like... it, it It's really boring to me. <laughs> but there are really cool things. I haven't... I haven't really watched much of Super. I, I, I meant to change that on my last uh, Dragon Ball hyperfixation. But um, I wanted to watch the original Dragon Ball first. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, Super is okay. And GT has a lot of neat ideas that don't really pan out because it's much more of a kiddie show. And that's not even necessarily a mm-hmm. criticism. I'm not criticizing. I haven't watched it. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up knowing about GT. I grew up <laughs> fighting with my brothers to a roughhousing rather to a commercial that had the GG theme song, which kind of thought was a little dope um, on a Yu-Gi-Oh tape. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, seeing, yeah. I'm seeing the memory come back to you. Yeah. Um, Dragon ball GT. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no real opinion on uh, GT or super. Uh, all that I know is that they're doing some real weird shit with, like, the Xeno stuff. Not even necessarily Xenoverse, but, like, superheroes or heroes super or whatever. Yeah, that uh, Dragon Ball Heroes is, is really weird. Like, everyone goes Super Saiyan 4 in that, which is yeah. kind of cool. I do like Super Saiyan 4. I think and you know cool. what? It shouldn't look cool, but it looks cool. I hate, I hate that. And this will be like the last thing because I this will genuinely become Dragon Ball stuff, a Dragon Ball podcast about Dragon Ball. <laughs> um, I genuinely hate that they got rid of all the Saiyans tales. I think on like Vegeta, like that's fine because they have like a story reason as to why he's missing his tail. And like I'm sure they have one. And like Gohan, sure, yeah. Noise gate, we'll take care of it. Um,. Like, Gohan getting his tail removed also is, like, fine. And I'm sure there's a reason in Dragon Ball why Goku's tail gets removed. But, like, I don't know. The thing I really like about Saiyans is that they're monkey men. Yeah. It's like, a cool thing. That's super sick. Keep the tails. I think they should have kept it on, on Gohan, even. Um, But that's just me. Um, And Goku. I think Goku and Gohan should have kept it. Vegeta losing his tail... Okay, sure, because he went great ape, and that's how they get him to not be great, even though apes don't have tails. <laughs> um, anyway, how about some context? How about some context? We didn't agree who was doing that, but I figured, I figured it was figured you. I figured you were, because I've never seen this movie before in my entire life. Where's my phone? Okay. Uh, the Nice Guys is a 2016 American neo-noir buddy action comedy film. Um... 
that's a yeah it yeah. is yeah mm-hmm. uh it was co it was written and directed by shane black uh anthony baragaz uh, bagarazzo bagarazzi it's i'm i'm sorry i'm butchering that but uh he co-wrote it with shane black um if you don't know who shane black is he is a director he <laughs> he directed iron man 3 and um every movie he directs takes place around christmas time at one point or another it's christmas in iron man 3 and this movie ends around christmas time it's just a weird thing he does he always puts christmas so hang on this is this happens in other movies too not just iron man and yes from what i've uh heard from friends of mine who know more of his work off the top of their head that like my one friend dan he can just fucking rattle off all the movies that take place around christmas (laughs) just it's it's like a shane black thing it's like how quentin tarantino always um camera fucks his actress's feet yeah um shane this is shane black's foot fetish (laughs) it's a christmas fetish yeah i guess uh it was produced by joel silver who gives a fuck uh starring russell crowe and ryan gosling um uh, Angori Rice, Matt Bomber, Margaret Qualey, Keith David, Kim Basinger, Basinger, uh, are in supporting <laughs> roles. I can't read. Uh, set in 1977, Los Angeles. It's a crime movie, but also a very good comedy. Fifty million dollar budget. It made sixty two point eight million at the box office. So it did okay. It's rated pretty. Like high to, it, so it, but like it didn't break even. It broke even. No, it didn't. You have to make double your budget to break even. Oh, I guess, huh? You gotta put that. You gotta. You got the budget, and then you gotta put at least that much into, uh, oh. print and advertisement. Griffin. This isn't even something I know from film school. It's something I heard from an interview with Matt Damon. Interesting. Did you know that Ryan Gosling is Canadian? I actually don't know if I knew that. That's interesting. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it received pretty uh, positive reviews from critics. Um, and it did not great at the box office. It wasn't a total bomb, but like it didn't make it, it didn't break even. Yeah. It feels like they set up for a sequel at the end of it. Well, yeah, of course. but Because everybody does that. Yeah. But I don't think we're ever going to see a sequel to this. No. So, so, what'd you think? That's pretty good. That's I'd okay. also like to preface this that I've seen this movie a bunch. Yeah, um, I, this is where I, we're finally doing a movie that at least one of us hasn't seen. I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. I think it is pretty okay. Really? It definitely had me laughing at some points. Yeah, like, I, won't, I won't deny that. It's, it's got a lot of weird sight gags and a lot of funny ass jokes. Yeah, it's decently funny. Um... I just didn't, it didn't wow me. It wasn't spectacular. Oh, all right. Fuck you. <laughs> You're wrong. So, okay, so the, the, why why do you like this movie so much? Uh, I think it's very well acted. That's true, yes. Ryan yeah, the Goss- cast does a like, fucking fantastic job. So, you know, we are in the year of Barbie. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling, as Ken in the in the Barbie film... Is phenomenal. 
sublime, if you will. Sublime, if you will. Um, and don't don't get me wrong. I love him in as Ken. I think it's one of his best roles. I don't. I wouldn't know if I don't know if I would qualify this as his best role because that's really hard to do. Because Ryan Gosling has done so many different things. Like right. If you look at like Drive, which is a kick-ass movie that's awesome that he's also in, and he does a badass job in that. And then you look at this movie or Barbie, they're so wildly different. Right, of course. Um, Acting. Yeah, acting. This is definitely my favorite Ryan Gosling role. Mm -hmm. And I know that currently that's probably a little bit of a controversial take (laughs) because I'm just coming in with the hot takes today. Right. Um. But because of Barbie, it's it's a bit of a hot take. His favorite was definitely was definitely playing Ken. Well, yeah, it broke his brain. Yeah. Um. But I just I love the acting in it. I think it's written pretty, pretty decently. Um. I I do like the mystery plot around it. I think it's actually not a bad like crime drama, but I just think that. It's it's very much my humor mm-hmm. in in the like dumb shit that it does, especially Ryan Gosling's character, the shit that he does <laughs> says, and the way that shit just works out for him, and the way that he screams and shrieks like <laughs> so often in this movie is so fucking good to me. Um, and titties. There, this is a pretty booby movie. It's a pretty booby movie. Um, also, Keith David is in it, and that's a plus in my book. Yeah, because Keith David movie. is fucking awesome. I honestly, I don't know why. I think it's because he's not a huge role in this movie. He's a supporting role. Um, but he's I like, always, I always forget that he is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like. 60 years old and still doing fight scenes. I mean, he, obviously he could have been using a stunt double, but it looked like him. And if he is good on you, dude, some of the scenes, they definitely like, it's kind of clear that they used a stunt double, like Russell Crowe, uh, like forward dives through a couple of windows in this movie. And like, if you look just a tiny bit more than closely, not even if you look <laughs> a little bit closely, um, you can tell that it's, it's not Russell Crowe, but like also, I don't blame him. Like, who cares? Because, like, Russell Crowe, I don't know how old he is now or how old he was when he made that, but he was not a young, spry man able to just jump through fucking (laughs) glass. I'm 23, and I don't think I could do that very well. Um, So, I had a couple problems with this movie, is that, one, it felt... So uh, what I'm, what I'm going to I'm going to say something I'm going to kind of contradict myself. It made a better comedy than an action movie, I think, but I also don't know if the tone was really consistent enough. Hang on, no, let me take that back. I don't think the tone was consistent enough, but I also think that a more straight action tone would have made for a more boring movie and a straight comedy tone would have made for a worse movie. Okay. Because uh, I, th- I think we would have gotten something along the lines of, like, Rush Hour, which I don't believe are particularly good films, if memory serves. Again, don't fucking recall. Watch, the bunch- watch them a bunch as kids. Don't remember, really. I like the um, I like the blooper reels for the Rush Hour movies because they're really funny. 
Well, blooper reels generally are really funny. Yeah, but Chris Tucker is just kind of a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, uh, I, I know this is a tangent, but there's there's a scene where they're supposed to, they're like trying to make sure someone isn't going to like die in a hotel room like that they're staking out and they run in and they go to her room. And the scene is like, they both listen at the door. They hear what sounds like a struggle. And Chris Tucker, Carter, his character is supposed to go, Lee, kick the door. And then Jackie Chan backs up and kicks the door open. Cause he's Jackie fucking Chan. <laughs> and the fucking greatest blooper is how many times he fucks up by calling him Jackie. <laughs> The amount of times in the entire movie that he fucks it up by just calling, instead of calling him Lee, he calls him Jackie. Like, there's a great scene where it's uh, Chris Tucker, Don Cheadle, who I fucking love Don Cheadle. Yeah, he's fucking dope. Um, And Jackie Chan are in a room, and they're questioning Don Cheadle, and he keeps fucking up by going like, we would love to see that. Jackie, we'd love to see that, right? (laughs) And then at one point in the bloopers... He goes, Jackie, we'd love to see that. And then Don Cheadle just goes, his name is Lee. <laughs> like fully in character. <laughs> Fucking love that. But yeah, it's anyway. Uh, I also, I also didn't like the mystery because I had no, no idea what the fuck was going on for most of the movie. Mm, mm, mm. Skill issue. i was gonna say like you know it might that that might be a personal problem but i also don't think it was particularly interesting there wasn't really for me a thing that really drew me in it was mostly a bunch of stuff just kind of kept happening it didn't seem all that connected and then all of a sudden oh there's a wider mystery going on here I never got that thing that, like, pulled me in and really That's got... That's a mystery, Griffin. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, there should still be a moment where it's, like... It pulls you in, where, like, something happens and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And you want to figure it out. I never really understood what was going on and I never really felt compelled to put the pieces together. I think the moment that you're looking for, what it should have been, um, at least it was for me when I first saw it, was when they crashed the car and the briefcase opens up and it's not full of money. Yeah, but that's that, also for me, I was really like, there's a really late in the movie here. Well, yeah. I'm talking like and you can you can still have that scene. That's like halfway through the movie. More than a, half. More yeah, more than half. That's a good scene, chunk of the way through the movie. That scene should take a scene that like gets you like that should take place in the first like 40 minutes at the most. Mhm. It should take place in, like, the first half hour to, like, really get you, like, wait, what the fuck is going on? All right, whatever. It it wasn't a very compelling mystery, and then it just kind of ends with a wet fart because nothing happens. And I understand that, like, you know, in real life, everything doesn't always work out in 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 a fun way. The bad guys don't always get caught. But, like, it just wasn't satisfying. What other wrong opinions do you have? I mean, those are my only real issues. I thought it was pretty funny like the there weren't really any jokes that didn't land mm-hmm. ryan gosling has amazing comedic prowess he's fucking hysterical the way that he uh his physicality in this movie is also really fucking great i love the way that he's introduced 
in a bathtub. Yeah, that was full, really, really good. Suit. I also love the bathroom scene where he's struggling to keep the cigarette in his mouth, talk to Russell Crowe, <laughs> yeah. pull up his pants, and keep the door open all at once, and have a gun on Russell Crowe. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of enjoyable points in this movie. Like, that, it was there was some funny shit for sure. I just don't think it all really gelled together really well. I think that was kind of my problem. It wasn't like a necessarily dissident tone. But the parts never really came together for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about we take a quick break, and then we come back and talk more about the movie. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Ads. Ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Ad's done. And we are back. Bless you. Dog in a trench coat, getting promoted at work, but then sheds his disguise. Canine surprise. (laughs) I hate you. Show's over. Go home. I will be talking about you in therapy today. <laughs> Fuck off. It's so stupid, but I love it so much. I hate I hate how funny I find that. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god. That's terrible. That is awful. It's so funny. I hate it. I hate that I like it. I've not been able to stop thinking about it since I found it last night. <laughs> Dog in a trench coat. I'm going to be like, listen, like, it's going to make me listen to that album, and then I'm going to hear that, and then every time I hear that song, <laughs> I'm just going to be like, Dog in a trench coat, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, who was your favorite character in this movie? Oh, fucking Holland March, Ryan Gosling, of course. It was weird with it, seeing it. It's always weird when you see a character that has... Your last name. Your name in any shape, but yeah. especially if you see a character that has your last name as their first name. Yeah, that's weird. There's a there's a character in a book series by probably my favorite author who's also named Holland. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a little weird seeing it every time. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite character? Holly. I thought she was the best character. Holly is a great character. I thought she was the best. She's she was, funny. She's smart. Yeah, she was funny. She was smart. She helped drive the plot. She wasn't, She, you know, she added stakes. And, you know, I, I really thought she was an interesting character. I liked her a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, oh God, dude, Ryan Gosling is so such a good fucking actor. Ryan Gosling was amazing in this movie. I'm not going to deny that for a single fucking second. He was very fucking good in this movie. Can I'm I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there for both you and our listeners. It's a three movie superset. 
a Ryan Gosling superset. Mm-hmm. This movie, mm-hmm. La La Land, mm-hmm. and either Barbie or The Big Short, depending on how you, you feel. <laughs> the Big Short is not a funny movie, but it is a very interesting movie. Well, yeah, because it's about the, the ghouls behind the 2008 financial crash, right? Yes, and he plays like one of the main ghouls. <laughs> also, that cast is just fucking star-studded. Um, And La La Land is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't think I knew that about you. I only, It's a new development. But now three out of my f- top five favorite movies of all time are Pretty Modern and Damien Chazelle joints. Because Whiplash is Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite movie of all time. Little right. fun fact for you listeners. Um, I don't remember exactly where it's placed. I think it's placed in number three. But Babylon, that came out last year. Such a good dude, dude. Such a good movie. Also, such Damien, a good dude. Such a good dude. Also, Damien Chazelle. And then La La Land, which is also Damien Chazelle, <laughs> and he's my favorite director. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, dude, La La Land is so good. <laughs> I know that we're not talking about La La Land, but La La Land is so good. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Watch it. Enjoy it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And if you haven't watched this movie either, The Nice Guys, number one, why are you here? Um, why didn't you watch it? <laughs> we appreciate that you're here, but like, why? Um, also, just watch it, dude. It's such a good movie. I know Griffin doesn't agree with me, but fuck Griffin. I didn't He's say wrong. it was a bad movie. I just didn't love it. Well, I love it, so you disagree with me. I do disagree with you. It's not, you know, intense, but yeah, you disagree with me. I don't like the way you're staring at me right now. Oh, sorry. I, I was just expecting you to say more. I was looking up what our next special is going to be. What is our next special? Theo Vaughn, regular people. We got to pick. Uh, we got to pick another couple. Okay. And another movie. And another movie. Okay. And I will admit, like, yeah, yeah there, were, there were things I liked about this movie. It was it was funny, and there was a cute moment at the end, because Ryan Gosling has You Will Never Be Happy written on his hand for some reason at the beginning of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, uh, the never gets smudged out and it says, You Will Be Happy, and I thought that was very cute. Yeah. Um, I do really like... <sighs> they do a really fun thing in this movie where they tell us about the characters um, with it. They do it in a very, like, roundabout and, like... It's not subtle. There is subtleties to it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... Russell Crowe's char- character talks about how, like, marriage sucks and how it's like buying a house for someone you can't stand. And someone asks, like, what's it called when a dude gets his nuts cut off? And Russell Crowe says marriage. Ha 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 ha. Get it? Because um, marriage is terrible. <laughs> um, but like we know why he doesn't like marriage because he married a woman who was yeah, fucking his who, dad in, in a great, in an actually pretty fucking great scene, pretty early in the movie. I don't fully remember what happened. What happened? But you know, Russell Crowe is going about his business. He's doing his thing. He he has a word of the day. Oh yeah, calendar. yeah. Word of the day and it says equanimity, which means to like take something, like to handle something that has pressure, like with grace or something like that. 
<laughs> and then he says he took her her portrayal with equanimity and then it cuts to <laughs> him in the past with his now ex-wife at a dinner table <laughs> and he's taking a sip of water <laughs> and she goes jack i'm fucking your dad and he spits out the water spills <laughs> it and he very just goes good what it's and that's a hard and that's a hard cut it's a very very well done scene it's extremely fucking funny i think it might that might be the funniest part of the entire movie because like that's something I'll be thinking about for a long time because he like almost does a spit take but not fully and he just like kind of collapses in on himself and it's like it's like a good 10 seconds of screen time and it's brilliant. Um, But I do like the way that they kind of characterize people. No, yeah, the characterization and the performances in this movie are really strong. Like there's a whole thing that Russell Crowe is not drinking and he constantly refusing alcohol during the movie. I thought that was a cool touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how accurate it is it was to 1977, but Holly is constantly portrayed as like a normal ass kid, a little precocious, but like just a normal kid. Yeah. And I mean, Ryan Gosling is doing the thing he does best, playing an absolute fucking madman. <laughs> Playing someone who is like Ryan very Gosling lost his mind. Ryan Gosling ago. is doing his is doing what he does best, which is just being a, a kick ass character actor. Yeah, let's be real. Yeah, he's an amazing character actor. He's fucking stellar. And now he's gonna get typecast as as Ken's. Oh God, I hope so. I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to waste his potential. That's kind of what happened with Brad Pitt. It took forever for people. To Hollywood to realize that Brad Pitt is more than just a beautiful man. He's an amazing character actor. He is one of the best character actors. I mean, look no further than Snatch. Oh my god. Or The Big Short. He's good in that as well. He's also in that. Or Bullet Train. Or Babylon. (laughs) Or Fight Club. Fuck, dude. That movie's great. I hate hate being a dude who loves film and (laughs) and, and liking Wolf of Wall Street, American Psycho, Fight Club. Because when I say that I like those movies in like an open forum where people don't really get, like I don't have the floor the entire time to talk. People look at me like I'm some basic ass film bro. <laughs> it's like, no dude, I don't like American psycho. Cause it's like, that's so me. I like American psycho because of it's, because of its critique of excess and greed and all that stuff. It's, it is difficult being, a, it is being, it is difficult being a white was, man. Yeah. Who what is was me film. being a white man who likes these, these typical white bro movies, my, but for different reasons. My life is so hard. <laughs> I'm really yeah, struggling. I, I I hate that I still find, uh, or Quentin Tarant- Yeah, I was about to say Quentin Tarantino movies up until Django Unchained really, uh, really entertaining. Like Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards are two extremely entertaining films for me. I got to watch Pulp Fiction, not Pulp Fiction. I got to watch Inglorious Bastards on a big movie screen with like the big in, in a movie theater. Um, and dude, it's so good. It so hold so on. Good. Yeah. Out of 10 women fucking their husband's dads, <laughs> what would you rank this movie? I give it an 8. That all you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Like, movies that I like and will watch again typically sit in about the 7 to 8.5 range. Mm-hmm. Movies that I love, nine ten. Movies that I'm just whatever about, you know, whatever. And then movies that I hate and never want to see again or don't want to finish watching. Those are, you know, 
the four, five, four below. Those kind of fuckers. I'm going to give this movie a six and a half. Not bad. There were a lot of parts that were pretty good about it, Whatever. but like it never, it never really fully came together for me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we didn't figure out who who has what funny this week. I do have something. Okay, if you have nothing, I have nothing. Okay. So that brings us to the end of talking about this movie. But before we go, Holden, what funny this week? <sighs> so I saw this post that really, really tickled my fancy. Okay. And I think it's funny that we're talking about it now because I mentioned Whiplash earlier. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Whiplash and you want to watch it, be prepared because that movie gets pretty dark and is pretty heavy. But J.K. Simmons is in it. It's fucking brilliant. Though. He's fucking so good in that movie. Um, I think he won an Oscar for it. I think so, too. He's one of my favorite actors. I fucking love J.K. Simmons. I'm excited for... This is completely unrelated other than J.K. Simmons, but I'm excited for Invincible Season 2 because he's Omni-Man. But in addition to voicing Omni-Man, J.K. Simmons uh, voices Tenzin in Legend of Korra. (laughs) Some fucking genius human being took the audio of Fletcher, his character in Whiplash, yelling at Neiman <laughs> and edited, edited, oh my God. <laughs> I think I was having trouble with this last week too, right? Edited yeah, you it, were. Edited it to, to match Tenzin in Legend of Korra. So like anytime that like, so it's just Tenzin screaming as J.K. Simmons. And it makes sense because it's the same voice but he's saying all these terrible things that Fletcher said, and it just made me laugh. And I want to see someone do the same thing with Omni-Man in Invincible, because someone did do... Hey, here's an Invincible spoiler. Uh, It's out. You should have watched it by it's now. It's like two years old at this point. Yeah, I think it's older, actually. I think it came out in 2020. Um, But at the end of the series, when Omni-Man is beating the shit out of of Mark mm-hmm. and he's, he's yelling at him. I think, I think you showed it to me. Someone had edited in his, uh, cave Johnson. <laughs> ran so, into yeah. that. And I think I saw, um, somebody, somebody definitely did something with JK Simmons swearing and, uh, had it overdub clips of Stanford pines from gravity falls. Oh my God. Now I want to see that. I, I, if well. I'm remembering correctly, I'm just remembering someone <laughs> edited a bunch of clips of, Ford Pines saying fucking over again with J.K. Simmons' <laughs> voice. It was pretty fucking brilliant. Oh, you know what would be great, too? Is uh, if someone... It'd be hard because the it would be harder to make the mouth movement match up because um, in animation, it's usually just... Bang, 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 bang. Um, you know what I mean, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Let's just go with that. Um, But it would be great if someone took Fletcher saying shit to Neiman from whiplash and then put it into put it into jk simmons as j jonah jameson (laughs) (laughs) or do the reverse have have the j jonah jameson audio into whiplash so he's screaming at a kid at a drum set about about how he wants pictures of spider-man and of course the joke that i never ever get tired of uh in in one of the spider-man movies 
Uh, he's they. Peter Parker says, I'm like, that's slander. And then J.K. Simmons goes, it is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken and printed libel. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny a, every I time. fucking love that. It's so funny. Which he's not wrong. That is the difference between slander and libel. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us at on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at donut daddy, donut underscore daddy. You can also find a little poetry project i talked about this back in may i actually fucking did something with it now uh poetry underscore pity underscore party poetry pity party on instagram uh yeah it's i have no consistent posting i think of something or i find something in an old book um that i had written before i put it into text and then i post it and that's all i do and we will be back next week with theo vaughn's regular people which is available on netflix Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.